and we are live hey guys what up what up what up we're back gang in this beach (laughs) (laughs) oh it's been a minute i know it's been a long long minute so many people have been like are you guys still recording (laughs) yeah we just you know been off for a few weeks or whatever let's say we here life is just ghetto (laughs) i was about to say life is just man a life thing like a smack in the face yeah it's fine i don't even remember (laughs) (laughs) what we discussed last time we recorded i don't even think i was moved yet no you weren't you were moving like the following weekend afterwards so it's almost been a month but we had a lot of shit come up when we tried to record but you know bright side is it was our anniversary oh my gosh yes four years uh so crazy shout out we have a baby we have a toddler they were they were a size six no girl (laughs) it's like (laughs) yeah so any updates guys what's new Mm. um nothing much just been working like working being a football mom i don't know why but i heard like something else other than football and then you said mom and i was like oh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what I even was trying to make that yeah, out as. Yeah, so that's all I've been doing. I haven't been doing much. Um, I did get the vaccine. Got the Is first you? dose Aww. last week. And I was fine the first day. Mm-hmm. And she told me, she was like, you know, with the second dose, expect, you know, you might be down for a couple days. So that's what I was anticipating. Got the vaccine. I was fine the first day. I didn't even have arm soreness for real. <clears throat> the next day, though, I was getting in the shower, getting ready to go to work, and my back started hurting, my lower back, Damn. out of nowhere. How? And it just got worse. Like, my whole body within, like, an hour was... That's so weird. I just so feel anything. Sore. It was hurting so bad. Were you scared? Um... No, because I expected it. I just expected it with the second dose. Different. Oh. So, but what I will say is... I I think I've said this before. Back in 2019, in December, I had got really sick with something that I never had experienced right. before, and it was the same thing. I was at the club working, and all of a sudden, my back just started hurting. And by the time I left, it was my whole body. Damn. So that just makes me think even more that confirmation that's what I had in 2019 yep. was COVID before it was a big thing. Um, but it lasted basically throughout the night. It just got progressively worse, and I came home. I took two Excedrin, a melatonin, and I slept on a heating pad. And by the morning, the body aches was gone, but my head was still hurting. Mm. And then just throughout the day, it just kind of went away. By the, by Wednesday night, my head wasn't hurting anymore. I feel like I had got a boost of energy. So are you anxious for part two? Um, I'm trying not to think too much about it. I'm supposed to go back like around November 8th to mm. get it. Hopefully, if anything, it's the same thing. I can deal with it. It was tough, but I could manage right. it. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm not too worried. I'm like, again, anticipating it. I just hope it's not worse than what it was this last time. Right. So. Okay. Well, well, prayers for you. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. But I'm situational for everybody. Yeah. I'm happy with my decision. Like I was telling some of my friends, I'm like, I never was forward or against it i just kind of just weren't sure yet yeah waited out research and i researched to my level of comfort like to my knowledge i don't have any um allergies to medication or anything like that um a lot of the stuff that was in it i don't recognize or you know know too much about Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i did my research level to 
what I was comfortable with to make a decision one way or the other. And that's what I tell my yeah. friends. I'm like, just research and make a decision right. one way or the other based on what you find. I did know that I wanted to do Moderna compared to the other ones. Um, but yeah. And usually the Moderna, they say you're fine. Yeah. I think, no, it's the Pfizer. Mm. That people, remember. most people said they didn't have symptoms, but I had the Moderna and I was fine. I got mixed reviews because once I, when I was at work and I was telling people like, well, I got the vaccine yesterday. So that's probably what it is. Oh, well, yeah, I got this and I got that one in it. It took me out or it didn't take me out or it'll just last a couple of days. You'll be fine. So yeah. it's been, I think it's probably just your body chemistry. Yeah. The one I know for sure that I've heard that Johnson and Johnson is trash. Yeah. I and think I think, I thought the Pfizer was trash too. And then they're saying that the Moderna one is like the one. They had put an article out maybe like a week before I went basically saying that the Moderna was the best of the three. Mm-hmm. I know, uh, shout out to Olivia that is uh, my pharmacist. She's a black woman. Um, made me feel better about that too. Yeah. Um, she said, do not do Johnson & Johnson. She right. was like, stay away from that one. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's probably just your, your body chemistry because I know with each of them, like the Pfizer was doing something to people. Mm. And then the Moderna was also doing something. One was causing inflammation around the heart for some people. One was doing something to uh, to people. But it was like the early stages when it first came out. Mm-hmm. So I think it should. But I felt like I was just running a risk. Like I felt like it just hadn't caught up to me or caught back around to me. Yeah. So I was just like, I work in the club. I try to stay away from people. But it's only so yeah. much of that that you can do. I'm literally touching people on Saturdays because I'm putting wristbands on at the door. Right. And I'm just like... Yeah, I'm definitely one of those people that is still, I'm the same way. I'm not for it. I'm not against it. But I am one of those people that is still just kind of waiting. Yeah. Um, And I'm listening to people. You know what I mean? So then if I do get it, I know which one based off of, you know, majority, which I would do well with. And then when you're talking about being like allergic to medications, I know I'm not allergic to medications, but I am allergic to some specific anesthesia. And I need to figure out what it is because it made my hair fall out. Mm. So then I'd have to Mm -hmm. research if the vaccine has some type of relation to anesthesia allergies and stuff like that. But I, um, that happened to me in 20, the end of 2019, I had went under for an endoscopy. And then by like February, my hair started falling out. And then by like March, like Kenya's baby shower, my hair, I had never cut it. My hair was probably here and like thick her, by her baby shower was up to here. And I was like, Oh, maybe it's just because I got a trim or like I, I dyed my hair darker. Maybe that's why it's shrinking and smaller. No, I realized like a year after that, since you were losing hair, so I have to call them back and be like, what's this? So then I can relate it to the vaccine and see, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm definitely one of those people that are, is waiting. That's how I live my life. Anyway, I'm like, I want to see how you react. And then yeah, I'm going to do mine. Um, but for me, updates is I just signed up for my last two classes before I get my bachelor's. Yay. Yay. Yeah. Niggas is almost there. And I just can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's really it. Oh, I guess another new thing. Um, no, I guess that's really it. I'm lying. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to really, I mean, I was going to say like I started a new semester, but obviously the that's last two classes done. are in um, March through May. Mm. And then she's done. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life <laughs> to not have homework on my birthday. What is that? <laughs> but yeah, we're almost there. It's weird. I'm excited for you. I'm proud of you. I know. I can't Celebration? believe it. Oh yeah, I actually am going to. Okay. Somebody asked me that today my cousin i was with her today looking at uh photography studios she's like are you gonna tell everybody and i was like i don't know because people got pissed that i didn't tell them i got my associates and i'm like yeah. why is i know everybody was we so mad a party. yes everybody was like why do you say nothing you graduated you have a degree why do you throw a party i was like it's my associates i don't know 
But for my bachelor's, because it literally took me seven years of me doing it on my own, I am going to celebrate it. I'm going to, I don't know where. I probably will take it out of my house this time because I do everything on my house. Yeah. Come vote for another cookout. So we'll see, you know, God's plan. But this is almost done. I feel like any milestone or like anything worth a celebration needs to be celebrated. I know. Sometimes yeah. just getting up out the bed needs to be Girl, celebrated. what? <laughs> Having life, period. Having life to get up. Yeah. Shoot. But yeah, I guess that's it. School is the biggest thing for me. Jobs and everything else are pretty consistent. That's so. good. D. Yes. Sure, sure did hers, ma'am. Did I did she? mine. <laughs> at the beginning. I said I've just been working. Oh, the you did mom. say that, y'all. Brittany was just staring at you like, <laughs> and, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it, sis. I'm getting old, man. <laughs> uh, it's okay. He's cool. We've already talked about this. We all struggle with memory. It's fine. Any shout outs? Mm. Shout out to y'all again. Aw. My friends, y'all are so much appreciated for coming through for me and my babies in their time of need. (laughs) And yeah, love them. When I went over there, I'm like, you still got the bed? He was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) COVID. I was like, I wanted to give you a hug. (laughs) He was like, oh, yeah. He he said it like he was so sad. He was like, yeah. Yeah. They've been calling me every day. Like... I want to come home. <laughs> and MJ was like, I just, like, everybody else has to quarantine. He doesn't say it right. Everybody quarantine. else has to quarantine because, and they're not sick, but I'm sick, so it's my fault. I'm like, oh, we don't know where baby. it came from. It's okay. Right. Yeah. Aw. But yeah, he's just, like, dying to be loved on because he's such a touchy person. So you know that's him. And then Royce was like, uh, so if we test positive, like, can we quarantine longer? Because I'm having fun. Like, boy, <laughs> you don't want to go is. back to school. That's all. Right. <laughs> of course he is. He but, probably gonna want to take another a test at the end of his quarantine and be like, see, it I says positive. Yesterday, because they say he can take it on Monday. Mm-hmm. And Children's, if anybody needs to know this, Children's Hospital gives out free at home kits. Wow. Um, you can go Monday through Friday between twelve and four. And, like, you'll scan the QR and a live person will be on the phone and watch you do everything and then you get your results in 15 minutes. Did, is it for adults, too? Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. I live right next to that, so. The healthcare industry is a scam. Um, yes, it's true. <laughs> I was talking to Ashley and she was telling me that the pharmacies no longer do the rapid test. Because she, she went and got tested last week or she took the at-home test. Mm-hmm. But she went to the pharmacy in an attempt to get the rapid test and they were like, oh, we can't do them anymore. We don't have any kids, but you can buy a rapid test. Yeah, they're starting to charge. Like when I when I went out the country, some place was trying to charge me. Um, it was like hundred and seventy dollars to get a PCR test. I'm like, that what? is so crazy. And That's a, a lot, lot of the ones, like at first when this first started happening, they had a lot of like of the um, places you can go and get the rapid test for free. And now they're like, sorry, no, now they're like charging. That's so crazy to say, oh, well, they're not sending the kits, but we have the kits available to buy for you to go home and do the rapid test yourself. Which the kit that she got, she said that there's nobody that you call, nobody to monitor you. You just Mm-mm. stick it up. It, lo- yeah. it literally looked like a pregnancy test. She showed it to me. Literally looked like a pregnancy test. You stick it up your nose. The stick wasn't as long as the ones they And do you put you it initially. in a solution? I ain't get that I far. If that's the same. I'm like, but how do you even know if you're doing it right? Like, right. see on on theirs on the ones from Children's that the kids did. Like, 
I think their dad tried to put it up like up far, and it was like, no, you don't got to put it up that far. But I'm like, so how do you know it's accurate? If you did right. it right, if you did it right. But they they actually watch you do it though. They right. make sure you ain't touching nothing. You doing what you're supposed to do, but. I guess that made me feel a little safer. You know what kind of confuses me about the test, though, is how, like, you know how sometimes they'll tell you that you got to, like, test 24 hours or 48 hours before you go to, like, a concert or a a thing? I'm like, how does that make sense? Because what if you come across somebody and you're not aware after you take the test? Right. But. This is just a lot. It's a lot of different variables. I'm ready for it to pass. I'm over it. Mm -hmm. I literally, Ashley laughs at me because I tell her all the time, I'm not getting tested unless I get, unless I feel a symptom. Me too. And if I do feel like I'm catching a cold, I'm just gonna stay in the house for 14 days. Yeah. Like I'm just yeah. that's just what it is. That's what I did. It's a meme where this guy's laying on the couch watching TV and uh, he goes to eat a chip. No, he starts coughing and so he panics and he goes to eat a chip to see if he can smell the chip <laughs> and, or taste the chip. And then he grabs the perfume off the couch and sprays his uh, resistant smelling and he's like, Oh, I'm good. And then Stop, <laughs> I've done that. Oh my god. Dion and I were on the way to Chicago. This was probably like three months ago. And I get Dude, anybody that has sinuses, please vouch for this. My sinus infections feel like co- like the COVID I symptoms. Just, okay, that's why. And you don't know if you have it. Yes, mm. that's why I didn't want to record last week because I'm like, my son has it, but yeah. everybody else is fine. And I, But then I had a really bad sinus yeah. cold or something going on. So I'm like, let me get tested. My test was negative, but that sinus cold be beating your it ass. It does. We were on the way to Chicago, <laughs> and that's like, what, a six-hour drive? Yeah. And it got so bad during the drive that I had to put tissue up my nose. And then I remember <laughs> we were at the gas station at like 12. We was almost at our destination. I was laid back in the car seat. And then I started like smelling. Because you know you pull up to the gas station, you can smell. And I was like... I can't smell nothing. I popped up so quick and was like, Dion, I was like, I don't know if I have it or not, but I can't smell nothing. I started pulling my lotion out of my bag. I couldn't smell shit. I started pulling my um, hand sanitizer. I was like, Dion, I can't, I can't. I started taking a uh, drink of the vitamin water. I'm like, I can't taste. But I'm like, I know I don't got it because you would be sick and you're not sick. So what the fuck? Turned out to be a sinus infection, but I've done that shit before. You grab anything next to you yeah. like, can I smell this? See, even serious. with my sinuses, I've never had a sinus cold or any kind of cold where I lost my taste and smell. I have. So that's why I'm like, that's clear indication for me. I if haven't I can't. either, my, but my throat be hurting yes. and my head be hurting. My throat be torn up, my head be torn up. That's why I thought, so I'm kind of the same thing as you, it was about 2019 was the end of, I think it was like end of December, beginning of January. Or maybe it's end of January, beginning of uh, February. I don't remember, but I got sick like that real bad. And I kept thinking, like, this feels like my sinus infections and on, like, crack. And I'm pretty sure I had COVID because it was every symptom on that list. And I'm like, I know this isn't a sinus infection because it's severe. And it was so bad I couldn't stand at work. Like, I was getting fatigued answering the phone. I had to sit down to book appointments. I was doing inventory in the back. I had to sit down to do inventory. Um, and it lasted for like the time frame and everything, but I didn't get tested. I just stayed away from people. Mm-hmm. And then like three months later, when everybody was home, I got it again. I wasn't going anywhere. I was going to my gym by myself. And I'm like, how did I get this mess? And I think one of my friends had told me, she was like, well, maybe it just never left your system. And it, you know, you like hit you with a double dose or something. But those are the two times. But those two times was just ironic. I did not lose my taste and smell. I think I did the second time. See, I don't remember if I lost my taste or smell, but I just remember literally, and it's so crazy because in 2019, it was a Tuesday. I remember because it was Taco Tuesday. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when I started, you know, when I got the vaccine, that was a Monday. So the pain <clears throat> didn't kick in until Tuesday. So it was just ironic. And I'm like, Shh, this is the same exact thing. Because I was getting in the shower like 
why does my back hurt? <laughs> yeah. I didn't fall. <laughs> like, it literally just came out of nowhere. And I'm telling you, like, I never felt nothing like that. I remember I came home. Well, I went to Starbucks because my friend was like, get a medicine ball from Starbucks. I'll take you to Target, get you a heating pad, get you some PD Like This was in 2019. Mm. So we did all that. I came home, tried to go to work the next day, and I was literally like dozing off at my desk. I couldn't See? stay awake. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I have to leave. And I was stuck on the couch for like 10 days. See? Um, It just makes me think like about all of the people, and I was telling this to Ashley, I'm like, it just makes me think about all of the people that probably died in 2019, and they was calling it pneumonia. Right, thinking it was something else. Something else, and it was COVID. It was sprinkling COVID in our food or something, because there's no girl. Because I remember, I have a, there's a girl I went to high school with who was living over in China at the time. And they had, like, was sprinkling little articles here and there in December, like, there's something going on overseas. China, people in China are wearing a mask, but it hadn't blown up. It didn't really become a big thing until, like, late January, February. Right. And then they sent everybody home in March. But I'm just like, I can't even imagine how many people probably passed away in 2019. And it was COVID. They didn't know. That's what shocks me because they... Just like put a name to it in 2020 and shut down in 2020, but they had to have known something to call it COVID 19 yeah. because of 2019. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, y'all are not. They knew something. Yeah, y'all not slick. And then, like, to the China point, I remember the article that said some guy had came to the US and had just came from China and had symptoms, and he's like the guy that like and contaminated everybody. But I remember them saying that like he had. He was a U.S. citizen, but he was in China for a little bit and came back. And I'm like, y'all probably paid that man $100,000 million to bring that ass back here and make us suffer. It's so crazy because I remember when it was first a thing and they were saying people was over there eating bats and snakes. Yeah. And that's how they got Ew. Yeah, because they say that shit came from a bat. I'm oh like, who the fuck God. cracked open this bat? <laughs> who was that fucking greedy, hungry, curious to crack open this bat and do this shit? It's so crazy. I've been listening to podcasts from back like in 2017. Like I didn't start playing Black Girl podcasts all over again, and I'm just like, I miss life before COVID. I like, know. <laughs> it's I know. not as bad as it was when it first hit, but I feel like it's still very much a thing. Like yeah. I don't mm-hmm. see it going away anytime soon. No, well, and they're not. talking about those new waves that come out and how they're killing people in 48 hours, yeah, and like we're probably gonna thing. have to shut down again. And I'm like. To be, this sounds so wrong, but like, I'm like, at least if we shut down again, I'm in my house. Yeah. Like, to be in a 400 square foot place for two months, no income, uncontrolled, was not fun. Yeah. And all I could do is take a walk with, um, my roommate at the time, or not roommate, she was next, she was the apartment next to me, Santana. And we would just try to take walks and stuff like that and then come back in the house and we were like, we hate it here. I tried (laughs) to go to Sayota Mile sometimes with that shit. Sitting in a 400 square foot place was hell. And I did not fucking like it, but I don't know. I just pray we can get it under control before that shit happens again. Yeah. So we'll see. Well, about COVID. Anywho, let's see. Okay, let's see what we got on the outline today. You want to hit them with the social meds? Yes. (laughs) Do I have the shout outs? Nah. Okay. Well, you can follow us on social media. Our Instagram is Take Control Podcast. Our Twitter is Take Control Pod. And you can email us at takecontrolpodcast at gmail.com. Naked. Hmm? Did you say? <laughs> <laughs> Did you say naked? Yeah, it's a family joke. It's fine. That sounds bad. Not like incest shit, but it's fine. Um, 
Well, before we jump into all these wonderful topics we have, October is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. That includes miscarriage, stillbirth, TFMR, I don't know what that is, uh, ectopic, molar, infant loss, embryo loss, SIDS, and neonatal loss. I don't know what that is either. So, I was say, I think that is almost like, um, I think when they're still in you, maybe. I don't think it's a miscarriage. It's like, I'm lying. Let me look it up. Neonatal? I, sh- I should know this. I took a child development class. Uh, neonatal is when they're first out, like babies okay. that are in the NICU. Mm-hmm. But don't give me the line. No, I, I think you're right. It says relating to newborn children. Oh. So, yeah. The molar one, though, I know I talked about a miscarriage I had before and I had a molar. What's a molar? What's a molar? Basically, you feel pregnant. You have all the symptoms. I had a belly and everything. When I went for my ultrasound, it was um, like stones in my little. What do you Damn. Call it? In your uterus? Um, Is your fallopian tubes? No. <sighs> Stop. What when is the baby growing? Why can't I? That's what I said. The sack. I just don't know what it's called. The oh, baby yeah. grows inside your uterus. Okay, okay, so I had the I had the thing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's almost like an empty egg. Yes. Okay. But it was no baby. That's so I weird. feel like I remember you telling me this. That shit was so sad. I just stayed at the doctor office and cried. Yeah. That's because sad. I'm like, what the fuck? So it's like a it's like a it's like a false pregnancy. Egg. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Isn't that crazy? The things we go through, man. I know. You know it's sad too. Like I remember my cousin, um I've had I think two cousins miscarry. I know my mom has. Um, and I remember being like feeling for my cousin real bad because it was fucked up. Both of my cousins on the same side of the family miscarried like a week apart. And I remember one of my cousins, we were out at dinner talking and having like a child talk. And I think it had been a few months since you miscarried, but that shit is so hard. Like you still deal with it often. Mm-hmm. And I remember her just crying and just being like, cause she has a, she had her first child and then she miscarried. Now she has her second. This was before her second was even like conceived and her saying like, she was talking about all of us going on a cruise, but then she was like, I don't know. Cause I might be pregnant by then. And then everybody there was kind of talking about kids and stuff. And she was like, I just can't imagine like, cause some of them didn't want kids or they weren't sure how many. And she's mm-hmm. like, I just can't imagine not having my babies and not having this and not having that. And just like shutting down crying. And I'm like, I feel for you, but I feel like it's not talked about enough because it's so hard. <coughs> and like literally, I just looked up the stats. Every it says one in every four women have experienced a miscarriage, yeah. and you can experience multiple back to back, and they're so common, but they're so hard that they're hard to talk about. And you know what yeah. I mean, like. And so all you can do is either go to a support group or just you know stay to yourself. But that shit is not it's easy. A lot like I, my molar one was after MJ, and I had one before Royce, which wow. I didn't know that a baby born after miscarriage is considered a rainbow baby. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. And that one, it was an actual baby, but there was no heartbeat. And Damn. I literally like, and I was so young. I was like nineteen, so I was literally like so depressed. Yeah. And I think that's when I. Like when the first time I dropped out of school, because I was like, I just can't do this. Yeah, 
well, you know, Chrissy Teigen had just talked about, I think it was a year, a few days ago when she lost her baby, like had to deliver it and everything and lost it. And I felt bad because she gets so much backlash for just speaking her voice. That's mm-hmm. why I love her. Cause she just speaks her opinion. And even through that traumatic experience, people were still talking shit. And I'm like, until you know what that feels like, or until you go through that, like you have no right to speak on any of it. Yeah. And even then, if you go through it, your experience may be different. Like yeah. that's something that should not be spoken on or given opinions about. Um, so I remember the first time I learned about what a stillborn was and like carrying a baby full term and then it comes out and you're like no heartbeat. Yeah. And I'm like, I cannot imagine like planning for a child. Everybody's all excited. You've had your baby shower, your bridal shower, your maternity pictures. And then you just don't have your kid. And when Chrissy, when that happened to her, like celebrity or not, that's the thing. People think celebrity means like, oh, they can handle shit. No, like she really went through some shit like. And she said her stomach wouldn't go down for a while. So it was like a mockery looking at herself in the mm-hmm. mirror. Like that shit is not easy. And people like that often talk about how a lot of people will just get pregnant and act like, you know, it's just such an easy thing for people to do. It's just so common when there's people out here that struggle every day to get pregnant or they have constant miscarries. You know what I mean? They're constantly losing kids. Or hard pregnancies in general. Yes. Like. Well, you get bedridden. That happened to my mom. You get bedridden at six months and you have to spend the next four months in bed, you know, needing help. So I just, this topic is like something that I don't ever take lightly. And I just feel for women because first of all, until you have kids, you don't even know if you can have them. Like, I don't know if I can have kids, you know, until I either get pregnant or, you know, purposely try or something like that. And it's just something to not take, you know, for granted. Yeah. So... Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> Find it on YouTube. Um, do you have anything to add? Mm-mm. No? No. Okay. So our next topic is uh, men sharing why they don't open up to women. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. So I'm going to read some. This one says, because at some point you use it against him. I hear that a lot. And I don't know what type of women these niggas be dating, but like, damn. <laughs> um whether it's intentional or not because women you don't know certain things can't be said and when said they can't be taken sorry just won't cut it the last part back i'm gonna say the last part kind of threw me for a loopy there shadaya Okay, this says, the answer to this question is in a tweet itself. First paragraph, the man has the problem. He's going through stuff. Second line, she's made it about herself. It's unfair to you, right? And that's why men don't. That's interesting. I had somebody tell me that before, that I'd be making everything about me. But we're going to talk about that later because I need to clarify this topic. <laughs> Another guy says, because y'all don't, t- y'all don't understand most times... And just make it about you. I need some space doesn't mean I don't love a lady or don't have affection. Sometimes that moment of solitude is just needed. Um, <clears throat> oh, sometimes that moment of solitude is just needed to garner enough inspiration or get ideas for stuff. Um the issue isn't men shutting out their partners. The issue is if I tell you what I'm going through, what would you do to help? Just another, oh, sorry, baby, and small hug. <laughs> because the second I share my deepest fears with you is the second the mental image you have of me 
the one of surety and strength takes a hit. <clears throat> then my weakness can't can be aired in a future disagreement or used against me. Okay. That's hmm. all I'm going to read for now. It's, hmm. it's, so it sounds like men feel like um, they don't want to be looked at as weak. They don't want it to be used against them. And women make it about themselves. Hmm. It's funny because so all of this I've had almost the opposite in like and I'm gonna I'm explain what I mean um at some point you'll use it against him I've had that happen to me like I'll tell a man something and they use it against me later mm-hmm. and I'm like I'm not gonna tell you shit um what else okay this one the second line she made it about herself um I've had men do that I will tell them something that they've done wrong or something I, don't, I keep trying to explain this and it keeps coming out wrong. Basically, I'll call out something they did and then they turn it back on me like they're the victim. Well, you mm-hmm. did this. Boy, we talking about you. We are not talking about me. Um, let me see what else. The space thing, not that. Um, and then I've had this, like I've felt this way. Um, when I share my deepest fears or like my honest truths that the person's going to look at me and be like, Oh, so you're not perfect. And then use it against me. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know the reason I've heard from men, just like from my guy friends talking and stuff is they feel like a lot of the times women don't care or they can't handle it almost like that. Well, what are they going to do? How are they going to help me? And I'm like, how are y'all dealing with women that would just look at you and be like, mm, yeah, not, can I help you? What what can I do? Can, mm-hmm. can I take stress off of you? Can I, you know, do you need me to run an errand for you? Do you need me to go beat this nigga up? And then it'll be discreet <laughs> because he won't think. <laughs> Brandy, you sick. Try. Right. <laughs> um, Brandy basically was trying to say, you want me to lay it down or, you know, like <laughs> both ways, you know what I mean? Like all of that shit. Um, <clears throat> but I've heard them say that, um, I've heard them say the, not even say it, but you can tell like when a man, a man starts to feel inferior, Mm. the more he opens up, you know what I mean? Like, well, I'm not a weak sissy bitch. I'm like, Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know emotions (laughs) meant weak. But that's how they feel. And I'll be like, like I should be able to be your safe space. Like you can be vulnerable in front of me and vice versa. So it's like, they, I don't know. Like I said, what type of women are y'all dating? Cause y'all should be with the woman that, you're comfortable being vulnerable with or you don't need to be with her. Right. Well, sometimes it's a them issue. Like they feel like either because of past situations or because they've got that block up of like, well, I don't want to be looked at as weak. I'm going to be made fun of that. They, even if you are that woman, that's like, Hey, tell me about it. They're like, I'm all right. Like, please stop suppressing and raise emotionally healthy men. It is okay. That's what pisses me off because like, I went through this situation in my relationship. Are you okay? I hit my tooth. It's fine. (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, it's cool. <laughs> I had this situation. My phone is tweaking today. Sorry. <laughs> I had this situation in my relationship before where, like, he was just, I can tell something's wrong and I'll ask and he'd be like, nothing. I'm fine. And he'll just shut down and maybe don't want to talk for a few days. And it's like, I try not to make it about me, but I get offended because. Mm-hmm. I feel like whatever you're going through is being taken out on me and you're not allowing me to be there for you. Mm -hmm. That's the issue that I have. It's not that like, 
oh, you're not giving me attention. Uh, like, if you need your space, you need your space, but you got to communicate that. Like, you can't just shut down and not say nothing and expect me to read your mind or know what you need in that moment. I don't fucking know. Right, so or not take it personal. Up. Exactly. Or just be like, I have nothing to say in this moment. When I'm ready, we could talk about it or something like that. Yeah. But I've been told from men, like, in my relationship or just male friends that sometimes they don't know what to say and they just need time to themselves to, like, think and process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I have learned to just allow them that space and be patient. And when they're ready to talk, they will. But they need to know, like, you have to communicate what the fuck is going on. Right. Like, you can't just shut your partner out and think she's going to be okay with that. Like, no. <laughs> with your face. <laughs> no. The fuck. Um, I think I've realized in my... Oh, age that um, <laughs> I don't think we as women understand men I don't think that we will ever understand men um, and I also think that you have to realize that like how you see things and the way you view the world it's literally your world mm-hmm. you know what I mean so I can't expect you to see the world how I see the world. So like to Darielle's point, like, well, you can't just shut your, your your partner out and you can't not communicate. That's based off of her world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Her experience. And I think that's what guys say when they're like, well, you make it about you. Like, you know what I mean? And not, and I don't think it's intentional, but I think it's just, it comes from a place of us not understanding how men think and how women think. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that to some extent you have to, allow a man to be a man. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also think that men have to get better at being um, whole and complete. Like they have to work on whatever healing looks like them for them. Like shout out to Duro because we was literally just having this conversation the other day where he was saying like, I have like ever since I became a dad and a husband, I've made it a point to be intentional about how I handle my emotions, mm-hmm. even learning what my emotions are. Like, I'll, he's like, I, I feel things, but I don't know what to call it. Mm. Mm. That's interesting because racist therapist was telling us that starts from like a young age. Like yeah. most kids, they only know sad and anger. They don't yeah. know yeah. They, there's all these other different feelings that you could feel. Yeah. They just don't know what to call it. And so it sparked curiosity in me when he said it, because then I went to Google and I'm like, well, what are all the different emotions? Yeah. And so it was like, one was like, there's 25, there's 27, there's 29. You know what I mean? So it was like. <laughs> Girl, I can't even deal with the three that I got. <laughs> so I, I think, and I think it's something that we all could get better at. It's like actually naming things and being mm-hmm. able to understand the way we process and the way we think. So I think that it makes sense as to why men don't open up to women because they don't even know how to open up within themselves. Right. You know what I mean? Like, how can I open up to you and I can't even exp- explain to you what it is that I'm feeling? I don't yeah. know what to call it um so i think that that makes sense i think as women what we have to do is like not press the issue so much you know what i mean and i think and i could be wrong guys y'all chime in on the socials or whatever but like kind of giving space and but still letting them know like hey i'm here if you need anything if you want to talk or whatever the case may be and then just kind of allow them to process in the ways in which they process and then those offline conversations when you're not going through something that's when we can talk about okay so in these situations how should we move Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so then that way you're not trying to 
attack it while you're in the middle of it. You, right. you can catch it on the front end. Like, okay, so, you know, how do you typically handle it when you're going through something or when, you know, you at a crossroads or something? I don't know. Right. But I get it. It makes sense. Yeah. <sighs> I get it. I get it. Here I go singing again. <laughs> Some it. things never change. Okay. Question of the day. If you see your best friend's spouse out with someone else, are you snitching or minding your business? Um, I'm going to approach the spouse. Mm. Not in a dis not in a disrespectful way, but the first thing I'm going to do, like if I see, you know, one of my homegirls, their dude is out with somebody else, I'm gonna go up and I'm gonna speak. Yeah. Hey. So you know how she I seen doing. you. You seen me. <laughs> And I'm telling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, I, I wouldn't go to my friend and be like, girl, he was out with another female. I'd be like, you know, I seen such and such. And you know who that is? They was with <laughs> such and such. Um, I've actually had this happen to one of my friends. And I walked up to that nigga and was like, hey, dead ass. I was like, what's up? So I see you got this little pink bag in your hand, but you went to shorty. I said, is this is this for blank? What? what? Yeah, that's what I thought. And I called her up and she pulled up to the scene and it got hashed out. And he was, lo and behold, he was fooling. Oh, ooh, calling him to the scene. That's yeah, I called her. I straight up did. I walked up to straight him, to approached see for him. Yourself. Yeah, so you don't think I'm fooling or this man come lie to you and be like, Kim, just no. I approached this man because I've spoken to him, been around him because they were dating for a while. <clears throat> and and I was with one of, the, one of our friends. This is another reason I called her to the scene. This is the, a former friend that I talk about all the time. I was with one of my friends that would almost over-exaggerate a situation because she was salty that the girl was spending so much time with her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this is not a joke. I'm standing here with it. I just seen Buddy with so-and-so. He had a pink bag in his hand. It was 10 p.m. They clearly just left the movies after he went shopping with her. Wow. I said, pull up. She probably lived 10 minutes from the mall. She pulled up. Buddy walked out. She addressed it. That was it. But I'm not gonna walk, walk, let you disrespect one of my folks and just be and like, not um, saying nothing, no. yeah, I'm like, not minding my fucking business because okay. this is my business. Like <laughs> this, I'm I'm calling you up to the scene, bro. And if it's not to the scene, I'm gonna just be like, hey, I just want to let you know, heard it from me first. I ain't lying. I addressed your man and, and handle how you see. Friend? Hell no. Yep. Handle Hell how you no. see. And this, she is. She's my best friend till to, to this day. And she know I'm not. I'm not the one or the six. I will <laughs> tell on you, nigga. <laughs> fuck so i got a question what if you don't see something with your own eyes but somebody comes to you about one of your friends boyfriends or whatever do you say something to your friend like so like if dariel came to me and i was like it's, i seen so-and-so's man with so-and-so is that what you mean like if you like your friend is telling like, you about your friend yeah or something yeah i'm gonna yeah. say something so she can address him I'm not going to go walk up to him and be like, um, I know you was with so-and-so because Dariel said it. <laughs> no, I'm going to be like, hey, I just want to let you know, like, Dariel did pass on the message to me that she's seen this go down, you know, handle how you handle it, but I just didn't want to let this go unsaid. Mm-hmm. That's hard because I remember, like, in within my friend group, I'm not friends with the girl anymore, but, like, her dude was, like, constantly cheating on her and stuff, and we would hear stuff or we would see stuff. And we would tell her, and she stopped being our friend. And that happened to me. Then, or I've seen a situation where, like, my friend wasn't in a relationship with this guy, but they were just like talking, maybe like kicked it a few times. And I saw him out 
with the female, but I didn't say anything because I'm like, they're not in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I know they're. I don't know where this, this is gonna go, which it didn't go nowhere. So it's like I'm censured for what? Right. So I didn't even say anything. Yeah, I think it that. I'm gonna say I think that situation is different because nowadays when you're single and you you could be casually dating an interested in one solid person. Yeah you technically don't have the right to be like, I'm with the fact because y'all both haven't agreed yet to be exclusive. But I will say that happened to me too. This girl, he was like a, um, a freshman in college. And I think she was a year or two older than him. And one of our male friends like called us up snitching and was like, buddy's here getting his dick sucked. Mm-mm. Yes. And we told her and she literally said to us <laughs> and I stopped telling her ass. Okay. Do you want a cookie? I said, bitch, <laughs> you gonna need to buy four, five of them when you in your bed crying the fuck. I said, oh, okay, babe, I'm not telling you nothing else. I told you, handle how you see fit. If you don't want to say nothing, it's none of my business, but I did my job. It's just, I just <sighs> girls are weird. I just think of that meme where it's like, you find out your nigga cheating on you, you beat the girl up and it's five more waiting in line. Like, who wants <laughs> to go through that? Like, I just, <laughs> who wants to deal with that? I, I don't. That's why, like, I'm not going to lie. I've had situations where I may have approached somebody or, like, we've had a conversation, but I've never been the one to, like, beef with a bitch or yeah. like it depending on the situation i'm not even going to say that to you because it do be true there be so many other ones you you gonna fight this girl push her out the way and it's gonna this be, gonna be more. another so it's just like mm. what is the fucking point yeah just slide there's no point just slide just beat your nigga up bro like, but but if i'm telling on folks i'm telling i'm not the one yeah, for disrespect yeah. and i feel like I'm if you my friends, yeah if you're game. yeah I, I don't care if we acquaintances i'm a if we're acquaintances i'm just gonna run it by you i may not address bro but if you're my best friend, bro, you're disrespecting her, bro. And I guess who's going to have to be there for her when she's crying? So I'm speaking on shit. Fuck. And I hope y'all will speak for me. Damn it. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck wrong with niggas. Me <laughs> and bitches. And people. Um, all right. Nothing else? <laughs> anyway. Okay. Stand up for your folk. So this next one is things that men find unattractive but won't tell you. It's a lot of comments, so I'm just going to read a few once it loads. Okay. Being loud for no reason (laughs) and being too loud with the reason. (laughs) No sense of humor. Won't apologize. Talking to men like she's tough and ready for a fist fight. Doesn't feel like she needs to work. (laughs) Or improve herself. Curses a lot about any and everything. That's me. I cuss all the time. Yeah. Weaves and wigs and those long ass eyelashes. eyelashes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, them long ass nails. Gossiping about their friends' problems. I've heard that long one. Long eyelashes again. Ungratefulness. <laughs> lack of ambition. Smoking. Ooh. <laughs> Weed or cigarette? <laughs> need to know. <laughs> Please clarify. (laughs) Alcoholics talking reckless. Wow, them not listening to you. Um, counting the number of times I see the use of females. Oh, sorry, that was a lady. She don't count. (laughs) Dry curly weaves. Oh (laughs) damn, that's real. Eyelashes. All fake hair and makeup. Um, attitude. That's me. Women smoking cigarettes. No drive. <laughs> New ports. <laughs> Lace fronts. Women who put their children last in half naked social media posts. 
I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> when I've her had... burp be louder than mine. Oh, that's me too. What the fuck? <laughs> you done named about four things. I'm like, oop. <sighs> the damn popcorn bag on her head, aka bonnets. First of all, gum smacking insecurity. I just always did. mad at the ex. <laughs> I just gum smack. <laughs> okay. Damn. That's what the men don't like, ladies. The biggest one that spoke to me was the cussing. Okay, attitude also. And um, I've had a lot of men, like, almost getting physical altercations with men because they don't like that I am the type that, like, is going to speak up, be aggressive, and be like, bro, what's up? But I grew up with a brother and then grew up with, like, all of his friends. So I'm like, when I see them, like, you know, knock if they buck, they're friends again in the same minute. So I'm like, I'm not thinking none of it, knowing a nigga will knock me to fuck out and keep walking. <laughs> he will dead ass mm-hmm. knock me out and keep going about his day. And I'm like, fight me then, bitch. No, ma'am. Sit down. Sit down. It's a couple things on the list that's understandable. I'm keeping my long nails. Okay. And I'm keeping my wigs and my weaves. Period. I, I just, that's just that on that. <laughs> if I didn't have my allergy to lashes, they would be on my fucking eyeball. So. Oh, the crazy, crazy, super long eyelashes definitely. <laughs> yeah. Like, bitch, okay. can you see? Where you can't open have your eye. Have y'all saw the see? ones that be coming this far down, bro? Mm-hmm. Oh, my no. God. They be touching your cheekbones. There's literally a girl right now that wears her lashes like that and one of them is always crooked one ew yeah i've seen the one i saw one i think she was on tiktok and i went through the comments because i was like i know these niggas is shredding her and it was like bro her eyes even open redo the tiktok can she even see her lashes were so heavy and so full that they were almost touching her bottom lid and she replied and was like bro i was just really high no you weren't no, no you yeah. weren't you no. dead ass cannot see you have caterpillars on your face like yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with them, but can you see? Yeah. Also, with that whole list, it's like, okay, but them the same girls y'all fuck too, so. Period. Right. Them is the ones you be cheating with, so shut up. Do what makes you happy. (laughs) Do whatever makes you feel good. Fuck. And that's on lashes in them. Period. (laughs) A guy on TikToks asks ladies, what does sex feel like for you? Hmm. It's like... (laughs) (laughs) It kind of feels like when your kids help you clean and you tell them they did a good job, but you end up doing it yourself. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought that was going to go somewhere great. <laughs> oh, my God. Damn, bitch. This one says, you know, when you do a group project, but in order to finish, you end up doing all the work yourself. Oh, these women are not. Okay. It's an acting career. <laughs> it's like you're about to sneeze and it never happens. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to Damn. This is a good one. When someone is scratching your back and misses the part that's actually <laughs> <laughs> relatable fucking What the hell? <laughs> Bro. It's like listening to your favorite song, but it pauses right before the best <laughs> When you're waiting for the beat drop and then <laughs> Damn, people is sick. Feels like I should have been a lesbian. Oh. I'm sorry for y'all. <laughs> I've seen this meme today that said, wow. what if I'm out here sucking dick and my soulmate is a woman? <laughs> and your soulmate is what? A woman. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't. Bro. It's like craving Chick-fil-A on a Sunday. Because you know they close. <laughs> It's like biting through a chocolate chip cookie and realizing it's oatmeal raisin. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. 
Damn, y'all are shredding. Wow, these are hilarious. There was no positive, was there? No. Damn. Sorry, <laughs> sorry to y'all. And no, no, for real. Can we can we share what sex feels like? Because I really just went. Uh, no, god dang. I think if the sex is not good, all of that is correct. Right. Yes. Or when people can't hit the right spot. Yeah. Right. I get it. But when it's amazing. What does it feel like, Darielle? <laughs> huh? I don't, magical. I don't fucking know. I know. I don't know really how to, how to describe magical. that. I will say I'm grateful, though, like, and sorry to Dion's family if y'all listening. <clears throat> I will say I've never had someone take care of my body like he has. So I've had a really great experience with him. And beforehand, you think like, oh, this is good until you have better. And you're like, oh, this is good. you did it. Fuck. Um. But you can't really describe it. If I had to do like analogies like that, I would mm-hmm. say like, I don't know, something like, I think about something corny. Ooh, I know what it is. For me, one of my favorite meals, <laughs> tacos. <laughs> and it's like when you get that perfect taco that you've been thinking about for a long time. <laughs> and it's got all the right ingredients, the right flavors that you order more than you should. And you still be going because it's that fucking good. <laughs> I should know. I might as well be a taco. I love tacos. I'm about to have some tonight. I don't even care. so good. Where are you getting them from? I'm making my whole. Or I might swing back and dotto right here. Mm. You know, it's my joint. Anyway. Brandy. Yeah. Brandiana. (laughs) Brandiana. I don't know. I can't put it into words either. I'm sweating. Well, I cut my heat on. That could be why you're sweating. Or is it because she's talking about phenomenal sex? Could be that. I'm a sweaty person in general. Sex or? Just in general. Okay. It's like. (laughs) All right. I know what I want to say, but sometimes it's like, okay, now stop. (laughs) Say it. (laughs) Fucking say it. Um, okay. Ladies, you know how, like, when you're talking to a guy, you get those butterflies in your coochie? Yes! <laughs> I hate you. Yes. Uh, fucking yes. <laughs> it's like that. Like, oh my or, God. like, you know how great an orgasm feels? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like that all the time. Right, it's yeah. Good. It's just, like, yeah. a really great orgasm. When you have somebody know what the fuck they doing, know what the fuck going on, you're yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. I and, like that one. You know, like I know we've talked about it on the show before. Like usually guys can either do one or the other. Right. Um. Either they give great head and the sex is bad, or they have great sex and the head is trash. Imagine getting. I'm gonna say when you get that double dose. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> them up. Fuck them up. Imagine getting both. Right. That's what it feels like. I was saying, you know how um we usually say, you know, guys can do one or the other really good. They can't do both. Oh. Yeah, it's like imagine getting Yeah, when both. you get both of them Johns, ugh. <laughs> I wish y'all could see Darielle's thrust. <laughs> yeah, when you get both of them Johns, it's time to go. Listen. Yeah, great sex feels like all of the great things Oh, about I know sex. another thing I feel like. Because <laughs> <laughs> now I'm thinking like, do I want to say this? But I'm going to say this because I know y'all can relate. When you've been holding in that pee <laughs> and you finally get that ass on the toilet and let Not it go. Ooh, child, you be feeling ooh, not that pee. nice relief. Or even for me, like when I've been like just like when I want to get in the shower to just like relax, and you take like a super hot shower, yes. and you just feel really good. Yeah, it's, it's, like it's an adrenaline high for your body. 
body on it. The sex is always more amazing when you like into somebody. For sure. I'm so into so you. So have you ever tried the rose yet? Okay, so let me back. <laughs> No. I have not. <laughs> I have not. But I never actually seen what it looks like until today. Mm-hmm. It came up on my timeline on Instagram. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think I'm going to buy it. <laughs> it's very intense. I used it once and I never touched it again because it was that intense. Not in a bad way, but like sometimes, you know, when it's too good, you like, nah, like just stop. I just, yeah. Would y'all ever um, bring toys in the bedroom with y'all's partners? Yes, I have. I used the rose while I was having sex. I think that's probably why I was so crazy. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) I was going to say. just looked it up? (laughs) (laughs) It's a hot topic right now. Why have I not heard of this? What? Yeah. It's great. Well, anyway. Y'all know I don't like talking about this, but. (laughs) I guess to answer y'all's question because listeners love to listen um it was a newfound thing for me and i'm not against it that's a good answer toys mm-hmm. yeah i mean and really good you know yeah everything i would rather use them with my partner than by myself oh yeah i'm i that's i'm that way i'm like i'm not i don't think i'm comfortable to do it on my own yet and i just it's easier when my partner either does it for me or like they're there, you know, like mm. you get to, you yeah, know, you get that and him at the same time. See, if I'm, mm, if I'm self-pleasuring, I don't need a toy, but right. I think toys with a partner can be fun. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I suggest not try. Never mind. I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> don't try speak to him. Why you having sex? Don't. don't, don't. I wasn't even gonna say that. <laughs> speak to him. What was he gonna say? The butt beads. Oh yeah. I'm, no. That I'm, shit. I'm not, I don't know what that is. They're beads that go in your butt. Do they do something or are they string. just sitting there? They're on a string. They look like little pearls. What do you do with them? You stick them. Put in them your on your butt. You just leave them there. No, you stick them in. You just. Like stick them in, but there's a reason to go. Oh, yeah, yeah go and because in. like they start off small and they get bigger. Bigger. <laughs> Kim, you're funny. No, I'm not. It's like, yeah, anything outside of a finger is enough for me. I just the anal area is just not. An I area can't even do like a finger. I just it's just like the it's just something shit. for me. Even that, I'm still like I don't know what it is for me. I think I'm I've I don't know what it is for me it's just i don't really enjoy it you know another thing that doesn't really like excite me is like boob sucking and i've had like the stimulation and everything that like where it feels really good but Mm -hmm. i'm still just kind of like yes it feels really good and it's um, like you know um, amazing feeling but i'm still just kind of like yeah i I don't need it with or without it is a good feeling but it's not one of those things like oh suck my nipples I think that it's more so a me thing because I don't like my breasts. I, I think don't they're like mine too either. big. Um, but I do think that every now and then you come across a guy that really knows how to right. suck a titty. Suck a titty. Um, <laughs> because it's not just the nipple. Like I there's know. other areas of yeah. stimulation around the breast. Sorry, y'all, if y'all hear me filling on my breast. Um <laughs> What's that scratching? <laughs> Other areas of stimulation on the breast that feel really good. Right. So you just, if you ever just look up and get the right person that, like you said, like he knows how to handle your mm-hmm. body, like 
hold on for dear life. I know. I'm grateful for it. Far between. And he he actually is the one that like made me like oh like I can feel breast stimulation. But I think when you were saying that now, it's making me realize oh it's because I think my boobs are unattractive. Mm-hmm. I cannot stand the way they look. I'm like, can we just chop them off and try again? But maybe that's why. Maybe I'm just insecure about them. So I'm kind of like, this feels great. But like, can we move on to a part of my body that I think is nice? And I think y'all should probably um explore that area more. My biddies. Because I feel like him like pleasuring you in that area will make you be a little bit more confident about it when it comes to sex. If that makes I sense. I know. It's my insecurity that I need to get over. Because he's like, they're great. I love them. And I'm like, they're ugly. They look like shit. I want my boobs done so bad. Oh my god! Are you gonna gonna save money and do it? I don't know because it feels like so irresponsible. But like, if I can save the money and still, you know, be responsible, I would do it. Even if you take a like a couple hundred a check, just keep saving. I want titty so bad. Tittyanas. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Should there be a limit to gifts in a relationship if you're not married? Is the question. Of course, this stems from the Aryan money back situation. I know this is kind of old at this point, uh, but I think it's still a good question. It's still a good topic to talk about. But y'all know about her buying. She bought land. Yeah, bought him some land. And people on the real were like, that's not a good idea. Like, that's just your boyfriend. What if, like, y'all break up and then now he has his land with somebody else and blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't necessarily <clears throat> think it should be a limit. I don't think I'm going to go out and spend anything that I wouldn't spend on myself. So like mm-hmm. if I'm not purchasing a house and putting a down payment towards my own house, I'm not gonna give you Why money would it be? for right. a down payment for a house. If I'm not gonna buy myself land, right. I'm not gonna buy you land. Um otherwise I think that that's what it is for me. Like I'm not gonna go out and buy someone something that I wouldn't buy my for myself. Or that they wouldn't get for me too. True. Um I think I can agree with that. I think for me, I almost think about it money-wise because for her, she's like, it was a piece of land. It cost this much. I make it back tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. I think for other people, they look at it as like, well, damn, that's a big investment. Kind of like what you said, if it doesn't work out, did I get it for myself first? Mm-hmm. Like, would I be salty? I think that's kind of how I look at it. Would I be salty if something, not even if something didn't work out. I don't even know how to phrase this. Because like for me, I give because... I see somebody may need it. You know what I mean? Like if for some reason Dion's car went out and he needed money for a new one for whatever reason, I would help him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But for me, in the same breath, I feel like I would gift people before I gift myself, which is not a good thing all the time. Like I would buy him a pair of Jordans tomorrow, but I have yet to buy myself a pair of Jordans because I feel irresponsible doing so. Mm. But for his birthday, I would buy him like four or five pair and be like, I don't care if it was eight hundred dollars. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, but if it was me, I would be like, mm. or like with the car situation, if I ever had to help him with a car, and if I didn't have a car, I would just be like, Dion, can you take me from you know left to right till I get another one? And he would be the type that'd be like, No, here's money for a car. Yeah. So for me, it's not even more so. If you give, I give, or I wouldn't give you this. Mine comes down to financial, like, oh, I can't afford to give you a piece of land because I'm not going to make it back in right. a day, in a month. Yeah. Um, and then I'm also an over, an over-gifter. Like, I would give him any and everything that I wouldn't give myself, which is stupid, but, you know. I can be like that, too. Yeah. Or, like, I'll want to give them 
everything that they want. But then it's like, if I know I want something, I'll be like, mm, I don't want to ask. Or if they'd be like, do you want this? I'm like, yeah, no, I don't ask either. I don't need it. Are y'all like that? Because I don't ask. Like I'm, And it's not even because... They won't give it to you. You know, if you ask them for anything, they'll be like, girl, please, here's exactly. this handsome. Like, why didn't you just ask me for it type shit? Yeah. And I'm like, because I just don't want to burden you. They're like, shut up here. I'm the same way. Yeah. Like, I, I have a hard why. time asking for help and asking for things. I remember telling Dion, this was like probably two, three weeks ago. And I was like, I really want these blazers from Nike. And I just can't do it because I feel like if I spend this money on these shoes, what if something goes wrong with like my car? And I'm like, well, now I don't have the money because I spent them on shoes. And he, he was literally like, here's my card. Get yourself the shoes. Like, what are you doing? Love it. And for me, I'm like, I would have never been like, Dion, I really want these <laughs> shoes. Can you buy them for me? And he still would have been like, yeah, you want a, you a second pair? But I just don't <laughs> do well with asking for help. And I'm pretty sure that stems from like childhood issue. Yeah. But I don't do well with asking for help. And then... They, he almost gets mad because he's like, you know I would do any and everything and I don't care if you ask for help. So why are you like this? I had that issue too. And I'm like, I mean, I just don't know. Like I will struggle. Like if I need Me something too. and I don't have, I will struggle before I go to my nigga and be like, and like you said, it's not that you can't. It's not like they'll say no, like they'll give it, but I just cannot. I, know. I feel bad for some reason. I've been like that. I'm like that with my friendships and Maya yells at me for it. Like I will dead ass, she will go through a drive through and I will be starving before i ask her can you buy me a chicken sandwich and she would literally turn on and be like can't what the fuck is wrong with you why can't i just pay for it and feed you and i'm like because i just don't want you to i don't i don't know i can't do it but i've always been that way i would rather like i don't know i'm the same way now that i think about it yeah <clears throat> but then i feel like i make sure that i keep myself in a place where i don't have to ask for help right but then i feel like in a time where i would have to ask my nigga would be the last person I would go to. Yeah. But actually, I'm about to stop doing that. I've just Period. decided. Stop. Right I've now. I literally just decided. Yeah. So next time I need something, I'm calling him for it. I don't know why. I almost wonder if it's a sense of like, for me, if it's a sense of like, he likes me because he knew I was independent. So if I start relying too much, is he going to be like, what the fuck? But then in your mind, you know he wouldn't. If I quit my job today, I know he would hold it down with no yeah. problem, not care, not complain. But for me, I think mine is I can't get over that like, well, this is what's attractive about you. But then and then I flip it and I'm like, but you know that ass would be fine <laughs> if you weren't independent, bitch. What is wrong? But I think it stems from childhood because I didn't I never wanted to ask my parents for things ever. Yeah. Like getting my first car, um, going to driving school, you know. I have a hard time asking my dad, like, hey, can you buy me this $6 Chipotle? Mm-hmm. Why? It's $6. Right. Funny enough, I don't have, a, like, I, again, I don't have to ask my parents for anything really at this point, but I don't have a problem with asking my parents. I, I will only ask my parents if it's, like, an actual for real need and I can't figure it right. out. Same with my friends. But I do have an issue with asking men. Um, maybe it's because I, I have been in a relationship in the past where somebody would do something for me and then later throw it up in my face. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've like, had that well, I've done too. this, yeah. this, and this for you, and I'm just not that person. If I do something for you, I don't because I wanted you know to. What I mean, mm-hmm. like, I don't think about it after the fact. If you, yeah. you know what I mean, like, yeah. it, it's not a thing for me. Um, and then I also think that I think men place so much value on money that I don't want anybody to look at me like, oh, you're using me for my money, right? right. 
Yeah. But fuck that. No, I'm starting today. The next time I want something, I'm calling him. Um, I'm hungry. Period. Send me money, bitch. <laughs> like, okay. I don't care if it's a dollar file. Um, This nail file is a dollar. Can you cash at me? I'm still not doing that. Was, yeah, <laughs> ladies, we need to explore that. Because again, like, I hate to say this, but like, a nigga ain't going to hesitate to ask you for no pussy. So. Period. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder what that is. And I'm curious to know if... Since us three feel that way, I wonder if more women are like that. Like, because you see some women that ask them for any and everything, and then you see some women that don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't want to. So I wonder how many are on one side of the scale and how many are on the other side. And again, and what are the reasonings? It's not that I deal with men that wouldn't do it because I know that they absolutely would. Right. Right. And they get offended that you did not ask because they're like, why the fuck would you not ask yeah, me? And why yeah. wouldn't you think that I wouldn't do it for you? And you're like, well, it's not that. I just I just didn't want to ask. And they're like, do that shit again and see if, <laughs> ask me for help. Yeah. And I'm like, even, I don't want to. It's even times where like my my guy, he's like gotten me food or something like that. And I'm like, well, how much y'all owe you? And he'd be like looking at me like Right, stupid. like stupid, what? shut what? up. What? What do, you yeah. do y'all get offended when like, okay, so I had a situation where my boyfriend were like, I was paying, I pay for dinner or something, or he'd be like, how much is it? And he'll just be like, I'll just send you the money back. Or if I buy something, he'll just hand me cash. And I'm like, stop doing that. Like, I don't like that. Yeah. Hey, if I can, you know, if I take care of stuff sometimes. I don't like that either. I I hate that. I literally had a friend, this was some time ago, um, where I had took him to dinner for his birthday and I had got him a really nice gift. And he like made it a thing that I paid for dinner. And I'm like, it was only $160. It's okay. Like, yeah. we went to a really nice restaurant. Like, if I couldn't do it or couldn't afford it, I wouldn't take yeah. you. And, like, he kept trying to give me my money back, kept trying to give me my money back, and I wouldn't let him. And then he cashed at me the money. And I'm like... Deny refund. Eh. <laughs> at that point, it is what it is. Yeah, Thank like, you. after we done went back and forth about yeah. it, but he really made anything. I was just like, okay, fine. Like, Yeah. I do feel some type... I don't even know if I'm offended, but I feel some type of way, like, do you not think that I got you the same way? Yeah. That's almost what mine is like, bro. Do you not think that, like, as much as you do for me, that I would be okay to exactly. do something for you? Exactly. Like, come on, let me let me do stuff for you. And too. they're like, no, I want. I just want to take care of it and help you. This yeah. was a gift to you. I don't care if it was five dollar ice cream. Eat it. Exactly. Let me love you, bitch. <laughs> Please make that the title. I know. One time he was like, "Please." I mean, I know you just got a lot going on. You just moved. Okay, so did you. We both got bills. We both got responsibilities. Like, let me pay your telephone bill. Let me bill. Take care of you. Let me cater to you. I knew you. I was thinking about that song. <laughs> I really, I really, really appreciate though when like it's just not a thing for like either one of y'all. Y'all just like spend on each other right. you know what I mean like or it's just it doesn't have to be like this big old thing about who pays for what or <laughs> if we go here we go there it doesn't have to be this big old thing about it like it just I do easy. have a question okay because I've always been this way do y'all because I say thank you to any and everybody if they do something for me yeah Same. always mm-hmm. like my parents to this day and they look at me like shut up um <laughs> And like my friends will be like, thank you. Like, well, anyways, thank me. I just, I'm doing it because I love you. Do y'all feel some type of way if your man doesn't thank you for doing something? Yes. I've had that issue and we kind of talked about it. And he was just kind of like, I mean, sometimes in that moment, I may not, but I will later on or just, I just want you to know if I forget to say thank you, like it's always appreciated. But I'm like, no, I need my... I, it's like, are I don't want to. Are you words of affirmation? Yes, she I is. am. I need to hear. Thank you. I appreciate you. Because if too. I don't, I'll be like, damn, bitch, you ungrateful. 
Like, even with my kids, like, I do so much for them, and they just be like, okay, well, you forgot one thing, so, like, I'm I'm upset. Like, then I'm going to take it all back. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, I'm words of affirmation, too. Um, <clears throat> I literally am the same way. I will say thank you to everything. Like, you can kiss me on my cheek, and I'm going to say thank you. Aww, yeah, stop. Um, and people I feel like, be like, yeah, anything that you didn't have to me. do that you did, I'm going to say thank you. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily, because I know I'm over the top with that. So, like, I don't necessarily expect you to say thank you to, like, me handing you a fork or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, But there are some things where, like, they'll do everything but say thank you. And all I wanted was the thank right. you, if that makes sense. Yeah. So. I had to kind of check myself because <clears throat> kind of what Darielle said, I know it's always appreciated when I do something for somebody and, like, I'm always thinking in my head, like, this person didn't thank me. But I know it's appreciated. And yeah. I know it's reciprocated. So I kind of had to, like, get over myself. Um, damn, I was going to say something in something to relation to what you said. I think sometimes, and this just thought in, this just popped up in my head. This is kind of separate from, like, the thank you thing. But I think that people have to realize that, like, sometimes just actually verbalizing things is very, very, very important when it yeah. comes to just relationships and friendships altogether. Yeah. Um, shout out to... Um, Tyler, like she had put something on her story not too long ago pertaining to a situation that went left with her and her guy or her ex guy. But she was just like to know that like you were saying all of this stuff to these women, but I couldn't pay you to give me a compliment. And it's not that you didn't have it in you because you was telling other women that was beautiful, but you wouldn't even tell me. Right. You know what I mean? So I think people really need to understand that like even if words of affirmation isn't your love language, sometimes it, it does just... It means so much to some people yeah. sometimes just to say, you know. I appreciate you. I appreciate Thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah. You look nice today. You smell good. Yeah. Anything. You know what I mean? Like, you never know how that might build somebody right. up. So. To affirm somebody. Yeah. yeah. I remember what I was going to say, and I think this is also from, like, past issues. When I first met Dion, he called out to me that I say sorry and thank you a lot. And he was like, where does that come from? Did mm-hmm. someone make you feel obligated? Like, I would apologize for, like moving his I don't even know something stupid like if he moved his bag into the office or put it down right here and moved it into the office he's like oh I just I was about to pick that back up and I'm about to leave I'd be like sorry and he's like why are you apologizing it's not a big deal like what are you Mm -hmm. it's a bag and I'm like I don't know sorry and he's like don't say sorry for (laughs) saying sorry like it's okay (laughs) and then I would thank him for everything and every little thing he did. And it was almost coming from what we talked about of like, you don't have to thank me. You know, I would do this for you anyway. Mm -hmm. So I had to get used to, I still do it though. I'm like, thank you. But I did get better at the sorries. And I still don't know why that I think is a childhood thing too. Like apologizing for everything. And he's like, what the, calm down. I'm the same way. Definitely. Yeah. It's weird. I don't know. I just really like to acknowledge other people's feelings because I feel like maybe like my feelings weren't acknowledged a lot or like there's a lot of things like I feel like I should have gotten an apology for, but I didn't. So yeah. I like even the smallest things, I still like to tell people like, I'm sorry. So, you know, like I hear you or I apologize or I didn't mean to offend you. Right. <sighs> Life is a blessing, but it's ghetto. <clears throat> it's not Very a song. Much. I just made that up. Okay, so I saw this post on Facebook. It's kind of long, but bear with me. The title says, I don't think that I like my eight-year-old. Wow. It says, I'm a mother of two girls, ages five and eight. I love them both because they are my children and love is easy. However, 
I do not feel a motherly bond with the older one. I would die for her if necessary or do anything for her, but I genuinely uh, don't think I like her as a person. Her younger sister and I feel like soulmates. I feel butterflies when I see my five-year-old. Um, everything about her makes me happy, even when she disappoints me. I always want to show her affection and cuddle with her. However, I do not share those same feelings about my eight-year-old. My eight-year-old annoys me. She acts depressed most of the time, mopes around. She's hypersensitive. She makes me feel like I have to walk on eggshells and speaking to her or correcting her. She's overly dramatic, just a sad fucking person. I do not enjoy her company. I do not like having casual conversations with her. I have tried, but I think that ship for a mother-daughter bond has sailed with us. I, of course, provide her basic needs, keep her fed, clean, help with homework, keep her well-groomed, buy her gifts. She has a nice room. She isn't mistreated. I just simply do not like her. I sometimes envision our future and realize when she gets older, we will likely drift off as strangers. And surprisingly, a lot of people that I am friends with on Facebook agree. I was going to say that doesn't surprise me. And I'm also not mad at it. Honestly, because I feel like, I think it goes back to like the whole conversation that we be having about how, you know, yes, these kids come through you and we come through our parents, but we are literally two individuals with our own life experiences. Mm -hmm. And it's literally no different than me and you not having any family ties or blood and just not caring for one another. You know what I mean? So I, and I think that, Things like that need to be talked about because not all women just have this motherly instinct that kicks in from the moment that they conceive a child or even after the child is born. That's just it just doesn't happen. But it's not a normal conversation to have. And Mm -hmm. then you bash women for saying, like, I don't like my child. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I have friends like, yes, you love your like, I have some friends that are like, I don't like my child. Like, I love them. (laughs) It sounds crazy. Yeah. but But like. There's certain qualities and traits that they have that they didn't get from one of the other parents mm-hmm. is just innately who they are that you don't like. Yeah. I was going to say, I there was two things that I was thinking. <clears throat> one, has she checked on her daughter's mental health mental to health, wonder why yeah. she's that way? Or two, has she checked herself? Like, what is it that I'm so resentful of or why we don't <clears> have a <throat> connection? Maybe it just started at birth and then mm-hmm. grew. But I will say, my dad has told me, like, he loves Anthony and I, but likes me and dislikes Anthony. But it didn't start off that way. He disliked him the older he got, probably from like 20 and on, because he's just rude to him, cusses him out. He does everything for him. Helped mm-hmm. him find a job, a car, all that. Cusses him out, um, complains if something isn't done right, just doesn't treat him very nice. So he's like, I'm always going to love my kid. Mm-hmm. And I have times where we get along and we bond and it's great. He was like, but I don't necessarily like him. Like. Yeah. Cause he's mean, he's mean to me. Um, and he's like, but you, I have, I think I've only went off on him twice and it was about, um, and then I felt bad later. Cause I think I've expressed on here before. I feel like he deals with Asperger's. So he literally can't understand things, mm-hmm. but I went off on him twice. I think once was about race and once was about politics or something, mm-hmm. but I was realizing after I found out that he's probably, not, you know, 99% sure he has Asperger's. So he just can't fathom certain things. I just don't treat him like that. Mm-hmm. Like, and, I mean, even if he's only ever bought me food and not put money towards X, Y, and Z, I don't underappreciate him or treat him that way. So I can understand what she means. But for because of the age, I'm wonder, that's why I'm wondering, like, have you checked on her mental health 
And then have you looked at yourself and been like, what the hell is it that I'm resenting? Like you said, Brandy, is it because she's like her dad? Is it because she's like my brother? Is it because she's like my aunt? Mm -hmm. Is it because she's like one of my friends that I didn't like? Um, I would, she has validation in not liking her, but I would seek the reasoning why. I don't disagree with you, but then I think the reason could just be I don't. Yeah. It's two just personalities that, that just yeah. don't mix. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I think, like, my mom has told me that, like, she has different relationships with my sister and I. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, she's like, I, I know how to handle you in certain ways. I know how to handle your sister in certain ways. I can't parent her how I would parent you and vice versa. So mm -hmm. I think it's it's literally just a meshing of personalities between two individuals, right. whether they're your kids or not. Yeah. So I, just, I don't I don't think she's wrong, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think she's valid and I just don't want because the kid's so young, I don't want her to grow up and be like you know, either fucked up as a person or so resentful. Like it's fine if you grow up and like you don't see your mom, you know, every day yeah. all the time. Like I don't see my mom all the time, but when we link up once a month, once every two months, it's great. You know what I mean? But in my adult life and in her adult life, it's just we don't have the time or it's like, I don't need to see her 24 seven and our personalities don't match or we don't agree on certain things, how they're handled, that type of thing. Yeah. So I think it's valid, but I just worry because she's so young. And the kid mm -hmm. probably don't like her. Like I'm pretty sure at, yeah. at eight years old, kids can grasp an understanding oh, yeah. on whether or not they mm -hmm. like somebody. So yep. she probably don't like her mom. Fuck this job. <laughs> Fuck this job. Bitch. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. I see. I see. But I mean, the mother of the group. How do you, how do you feel? Because oh, we, these two people that don't even right. have kids. I'm like, fuck these kids. Um, this is a very hard situation to discuss for me because. Okay. I love my kids equally. Mm -hmm. I can say that I kind of understand where she's coming from not that i would never say that i dislike my kids i they both get on my fucking nerves equally and i love them equally but <clears throat> i do have two different relationships with them mm -hmm. and i think it's just because of my age and this the space that i was in when i had them mm -hmm. for example and i know i've talked about you know the different situations before but just for the sake of the topic my oldest son who is 10, when I had him, I was just turning 20. And his dad was in and out of the picture. So at that age, like, I'm about to turn 21. I'm a new mom. I really didn't really know how to be really independent at that time because my family did so much for me. Mm -hmm. And because his dad wasn't around, I basically had a village to help raise him. So I didn't have to be a mom every day because, like, his grandparents would get him every month for a week. I got to kick it. I got to enjoy myself. And I lived with my grandma at the time, too. So, like, I had baby, I had hella fucking babysitters. So, I'm this fresh 21 with this kid. I got all these babysitters. I can do what the fuck I want. And then my family weren't really lovey-dovey, touchy-feely people at that time. So, yes, I did cut on my baby. I kissed him. I did all that stuff. But we weren't really, like, super lovey-dovey. Like, he's just, he's not like that. And I'm learning to, but I'm still not 100% like that either. Fast forward to being 24, in a, in a good relationship, having a partner, 
and who was a very touchy-feely person and very family-oriented. So my, you know, my youngest son, he was raised to be very touchy-feely and very expressive. And I didn't have babysitters with him. Like, I think my family's just like, oh, okay, well, you know, we got this one. You got that one over there. You got help. (laughs) So, like, they never really watched him when he was a baby. And plus, I tried to, I saw how raising a kid with a lot of help, the negatives, and I didn't want to raise my second child like that. So he Mm -hmm. was not allowed to go anywhere. Therefore, we have been attached to the hip since he was born. So we have, I would say, a deeper bond. Mm -hmm. He comes, he talks to me, he opens up to me. He's constantly telling me his feelings, kissing me, hugging me. And my oldest son is not like that. Mm -hmm. He's just now, like, want to kiss me all the time or hug me all the time. Like, but he'll be minding his own business. He'll come down every so often and be like, hi, mom. But he just don't do all that shit. So I feel like we have two different relationships. On top of that, my oldest son has behavior problems. So he acts out. If he gets mad at me, he might tell, say he hate me. He might say he don't want to live here. I know he doesn't mean that, but he says a lot of very hurtful things. And so I never felt like, oh, I don't like him. We're not going to bond. Because we bond, but I have had times where I felt like I don't know how to parent you. Mm-hmm. But him and I have had conversations. I never said that like, I don't know how to be your mom, but I tell him like it's very difficult and I don't know what to do because you don't open up to me. Right. That sense. But I think we'll be okay. Yeah. I think that's normal though. Like you said, it's all about like especially when people have two kids, you know, your first one, like you're doing the best you know how. I mean with both kids, but you know what I mean your first one is like, oh, this is my first experience. You know what I mean? I just know this from working with um newborn clients. Either somebody that comes in as a fresh parent or this is their second, third, fourth, fifth kid. And they're like, there's a lot of differences that they'll talk about from their first child to their last. Um, because it is like trial and error. Um, and kind of what you were saying, I have cousins that will literally be like, yeah, my mom never touched me growing up. So now that I'm a parent, they either do the opposite with their touchy feely or they're like, I don't really f- want to touch her because mm-hmm. I didn't get that. So it's, it is about like being raised and I don't think there's a right or a wrong. You know what I mean? It, it just is what it is. Like you can't comment on somebody's parenting. You can't judge somebody's parenting because everybody's doing what the hell they know how. Mm-hmm. And I think I've talked about this before. Like I got to an age probably, like you said, 24, that must be the epiphany age <laughs> where like I had to stop blaming my mom and my parents for being like, that's the reason you're wrong or you're bad. Like, Mm -hmm. no, they were doing the best they knew how as parents. Like, and my mom was young when she got married and had us, you know, she was, I think 21 when she got married. And then we came shortly after. So like, she was doing the best job she knew how. Mm -hmm. And then now as an adult and realizing what my dad struggles with, I'm like, he was doing the best he knew how he wasn't touchy feely, but he was, I don't even know how to describe him because he didn't spoil us with material things, but you knew that he loved us because he was always there. Yeah. Not even like a touchy-feely there, but like, oh, you need picked up? I got you. You need dropped off? I got you. You need help doing this? I got you. And not that my mom wasn't. She was more touchy-feely, but we saw her less. So I think it, it and there's nothing wrong with each parenting, you know what I mean? Even when couples are together, you're going to parent your kids different. Mm-hmm. You just are. That's why they know I can go to daddy and ask him this, or I can go to mommy and ask him this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And they're going to have different experiences, which is actually almost kind of cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? To have those. Unless it goes sour like my brother and I and he just, you know. <laughs> but I guess this is kind of an update. <clears throat> I am actually going to try to reach out to him for the first time in like four years. That's good. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. Yeah. Been yeah. And it's, it. it's honestly because of Dion, because he's been asking me like, since we got together, like, do you think there's a chance y'all could talk? Do you think there's a chance this, that, and the other? Cause I don't like that. He won't be an uncle to my kids. I don't like mm-hmm. that. He won't be at my wedding. I don't like that. You know, he doesn't know Dion. He doesn't know my life, but at the same time, because, and I can't hold past against him, but at the same time, I wonder if I invite him in all these amazing things, mm-hmm. if he'll turn them around again and make them some type of way because of that sibling resentment of how our parents parented us. Yeah. I like Dion. I know. Great for you. I want him to marry me. So <laughs> <laughs> what date is it? Let's just run this back, you know, when it happens. He one did thing I will say. Oh, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say one thing I will say is that I do wish that mothers had these kind of spaces to have these conversations about the things that go unspoken or the mm-hmm. things that they feel you feel like you are not allowed to feel as a mom. Yeah. Right. I thought about having, cause I have a few other topics that are related to this and I kind of don't want to touch on them. Cause I was thinking about having somebody like Ashley or another mom come on to you. Yeah. yeah. You should like do a show without me and Kim and do like moms. moms. That would be really dope though. Ooh, okay. That's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. I like that. <laughs> so for the last few topics, we asked our listeners what are some things they wanted us to talk about for our fourth year anniversary. So the first question says, men not handling rejection well and it turning into violence. That's a topic they wanted us to discuss. Um, so. Okay. <laughs> um. You know, for real, for real, honestly, as the days pass, um, I hear a lot of stories. I listen to a lot of podcasts. And you just, there are some men, I'm not going to say all men, but there are a lot of men out here who are angry, who are hurt, and they don't know how to properly place those emotions they don't know how to channel that energy that they feel and again they can't put names to the things that they feel and I think that literally men are taught from an early age that you can say or do or treat a woman as if she's not a human being as if she's property as if she's just a sexual object as if she's just uh, animal mm-hmm. um and the male ego is so fragile that literally i was listening to a podcast and it was like women are literally taught that you have to learn how to deal with men in such a way that where if you reject them they might kill you mm-hmm. yeah so you have to you have to navigate through how to tell somebody no to ensure that your life is not in danger behind that no yep yeah. Like you literally will see someone tell a man, I'm not interested. And then she's every bitch in the world. Yes. She's every, why well, you this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, but y'all don't teach men to just properly yeah. treat a woman, address a woman, or just take the knowing, move on. Yeah. That made me think of um, Maya Marcano that just died because she rejected her. This was in Florida. Yeah, she Florida was. Florida. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. she turned him down a few times like how do you go in and and kill somebody off of some mess like that and to me the multiple times where i've told somebody i'm good or i've told somebody like hey i appreciate but i'm in a relationship i'm good Mm -hmm. 
well, I wasn't even trying to get at you like that anyway. Like, you need to relax. It's not that serious. Calm down. All I said yeah. was, I appreciate it. I'm right. in a relationship. Or even single me where I'm like, I'm good. But thank you. You all right, bitch? Ooh. Okay. Calm down again. Like, they insult you like, oh, you, you. I ain't, okay, I'm not going to think. Like, nobody ever called me ugly. <laughs> but they would definitely be like, all right, then, bitch. All right, you not, you not shit anyway. And I'm like. How do you know that? Because a second ago, I was that bitch and the shit. But now, because I'm not putting out or interested, I'm a bitch and not shit and, you know, all this type of stuff. But I agree. It's like that fear of, like, mm-hmm. is this man going to feel some type of way? Or, like, you get those stalker men that, like, I almost want to call this nigga out, but I'm not. You get this this stalker and those stalker men that are, like, they just keep trying. And this was before I met Dion, but, like, would keep trying and I literally would be, like, I'm good. Like, I made reservations at seven at Ruth Chris. See, they are not. I'm not coming. So you will get left on scene. I'm not coming. Put drops a number. You know, if you ever want to use this. Well, I'm not. So please stop. Weird. Yes. And then just keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. And then talking to my friends, this person has done this to multiple people. I don't know, like multiple people. And I'm like, why are you like this? Like, please relax. Yeah. And it makes you wonder, are you the type that would like run up on somebody if... They told you no, or if you saw them on another date after somebody went out with you, like, yeah, what is your problem, sir? Relax. It's actually very scary being a woman. I know. Like, when it, it comes is. to certain things, it's actually very scary. And I don't think that men walk around with that type of fear that we walk around with. Yeah. Um, you know, like, don't go get gas at night. You know, mm-hmm. you need to keep a taser. You need to keep this. You need to keep, like, it, I just don't think that men have to walk around with that daily experience that we do. So, yeah, I, I I don't know. I just, it's not all men. It's it's truly not all men, but there are a lot of men, and I'm only saying this because it's pertaining to how the question was worded, but there are a lot of men out here that are messed up mm-hmm. um, in ways that just are unimaginable. Yep. It's the entitlement for me, like, just feeling like you're their property or you got to do what they say or you're Mm -hmm. always theirs and whenever they want you that you need to be available. And it's just like, no. Yeah. That's okay. Because you can come across the white one, right one, and then bop, bop, bop. (laughs) Fuck. It's like, I'm just playing. Yeah, so ladies, just, you know, be safe. All right, the next topic is cuffing season. What is the real reason behind it, and how can you make it beneficial without cuffing? Wait, so niggas want a situationship. <clears throat> hmm. The, re- the reasons <clears throat> I've heard behind it, because I never understood what the fuck that meant. I'm like, why can't you just want to date somebody and then y'all prosper? Um, the reasons I've heard from men and women... Some of them I feel like are jokes, like for them to be like, well, it's getting cold outside. We just want someone to cuddle with. Are you, I don't know if you're being serious or not. Or, well, we all about to be indoors, so we just want someone to kick it with. And I'm like, I don't, why is, I just, I don't understand it. Why does there have to be a season? And then like that to me just sounds like a situation shit. <laughs> like you just want to kick it with somebody indoors because yeah. they have a vagina or a dick. <laughs> so I don't know. I can't. <clears throat> I can't get hit, so I don't know. I don't even know if I understood the question. I, what is the real reason behind cuffing season? What's the real reason behind cuffing season? 
I think it's just another excuse for people to be in a situation. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Because in the wintertime, we're not going nowhere. It's grind season. We don't want to be out kicking it. It's too cold. We want to be laid up, Netflix and chilling. That's what cuffing season is. You find somebody to lay up and chill with. And when the cold happens, it may turn into a relationship. It may not. Now, how to make it beneficial without actually cuffing? I don't know. Tell them that. Tell them you want to fuck. That's oh. it. <laughs> Put lay your expectations on the line, but you know that that might not end well because somebody gonna catch feelings. Mm-hmm. So just steady yourself. Get the rose. <laughs> get, the, get the rose. And I don't even know if a guy or a female asks this question, so I don't even know what specific advice to get them. Give them. I don't know. So, sis. anyways. Uh, the next one says, uh, basically discuss our growth over the past four years and the changes we've had in our lives, our love life, and our friendships, and what goals have we reached. Hmm. I'm so sorry. Can you repeat the question? <laughs> um, your goals, or your growth over the four years, changes in your lives, love life, and relationships, and goals you've reached. Hmm. This is a really good one. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that Brandy in 2017 was, <clears throat> excuse me, less compassionate, mm. um, a lot more judgmental. Um, maybe a little bit more at war with myself. Um, and in a different season of trying to figure out what life looks like. I think you're always going to be figuring out something new, but I think I'm more um, settled in like the things that I want and I don't want out of like life and love and career and all of that. Um, I was what, 28 turning 29 or 29 going into 30, something like that. Mm -hmm. So now that I'm approaching 33, um, I would say I'm a lot more at peace. Um, relationship wise, when we started the podcast, I was recently out of a relationship, which was a huge transition. I went from being in a two two year relationship, living with that person to abruptly moving out and being on my own. Um, and trying to like navigate that space of just taking on responsibility by myself, what dating looked like, if I even wanted to date, um, trying to know new people, getting to know new people. I think I even did a long distance thing in that period of time. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I was kind of just, you know, figuring it out. Um, As of today, I am um, seeing somebody. And... (laughs) Can't believe I just said that. But anyway, (laughs) anyway... Um, I would say I'm very happy. Um, he's a great man. Um, and we seem to mesh really well. Um, yeah. So, <clears throat> and then what was the other thing? Goals that you have reached. Um, financially, I'm in a great place. I think in 2017, I was 
paycheck to paycheck. I think my car got repossessed <laughs> once or twice. <laughs> um, so glory be to God. Um, yeah, financially, I'm in a great place. Um, my budgeting habits are um, where I wanted them to be. Um, what other goals that I set for myself? I did go, um, I did start back with school um, last winter um, and plan on going back this next term coming up. Um, Work-wise, I've elevated um, as far as my career path is concerned. I also started a small business in four years. Mm. Um Dang, this really makes you think like I know. Wow, okay. It's a lot. Um Yeah, so I think that's it for me in the past four years. Okay. Um hmm. Wow. I think when we first started this podcast, I was leaving my five going on six year relationship. Maybe five, five and a half, I don't know. Something like that. I was leaving that relationship and that was, you know, the father of my children. And it was hard um, because I basically was starting over. Like, um, we had built a family. We had a house. I had got a brand new car. We were talking about marriage and things like that. So going from all of that to not having a car at all, not having a place to stay, um, having to quit school because I didn't have a car anymore. Like literally s- lost everything, lost my family, everything. Um, and moved back with my parents. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> moved back with my parents. I had to share a room with my kids for a little bit. Oh my God. I can't believe I admitted that. Um, <clears throat> the struggle, I literally went through the struggle, but, um, and just, I think that's when I first noticed, like, what depression was, and my anxiety got bad, and just crying every day, I didn't know how to, like, love myself or love my kids, because I was just so miserable and unhappy, um, and that's kind of how the podcast came about, because I was going through so much, and I'm like, I can't just sit in the house and just be a sad-ass bitch, like, I have to find some type of outlet, and... That's kind of how, like, I was like, hmm, maybe I should do a podcast. And it's very weird because at the time, like, I was very shy. I hated my voice. I didn't like to speak. And I didn't really, I remember back then, we didn't like to share too much details about our life. Mm -hmm. So we've grown a lot in that area, just opening up more. And I think throughout the four years, I learned, like, I'm still a work in progress with everything. Um, but I learned how to like be more comfortable with talking about things that I'm dealing with, opening up. Um, I started therapy. Um, so I'm learning to like, learning how to deal with my anxiety and my depression and just how to love myself in general. Um, I have a brand new car. I have my own place. Um, just, you know, things are, they're still rocky, but I'm, I'm, growing in all areas I will say I never saw this day like I'm like oh my god I'm gonna be at my parents house forever I'm never gonna make money but like it's working out like I sometimes I don't even know how it just happens so um yeah I oh I am in a new relationship too well it's not new (laughs) I've been in a relationship for 
two, almost two and a half years. Yeah. But back then, dang, that's a long time. I know, right? And it doesn't seem like it. It doesn't. Yeah, it's been that long. But yeah, so back when I started, I was just ending and I was trying to date here and there, but I could not commit for shit. Like I could not commit. I hated niggas. I just, uh, it was always that men ain't shit. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but now I've learned how to take accountability and realize like my issues and things I need to work on. So, um, I think for the podcast, um, I feel like we still have a lot of goals that we want to accomplish, but I feel like we still accomplish a lot. We had an event. We've collabed with a lot of other dope people. Um, we've grown a lot as friends because we started off not even knowing each other. Right, mm-hmm. legit strangers outside of social media. Yeah, yep. legit strangers. Um, and we lost a member and gained a member. Hey, y'all. <laughs> Within that four years. And we've also just, when we started, we were recording on our phone and library, if y'all don't remember that. And now we got equipment and we moved around a lot. And now we're just, you know, it yeah. comes natural. It's not hard for us to do this anymore. Yeah. I would say. It's my turn. Yeah. <laughs> it's talking about 2017 and these trash ass relationships. <laughs> um, so 2017, kind of same thing with me. I mean, I wasn't on the podcast till what, 2019, 2020? I think you came on in 2018. Really? Oh my God. Really? Maybe 2019. I'm do some research while you're talking. Yeah, I don't remember. Anyway, I'm about to look. It was either, I remember being a guest at the end of one of the years and joining like two months after that into a new year so i don't remember which one it was mm-hmm. but um i know i've been on here for more than a year because i remember last year being three year anniversary mm-hmm. so anyway i yes i was actually in a relationship that i was very depressed in um i remember my best friend and his girlfriend coming over and like looking at me and being like bro are you all right and my ass was lying like yes i'm fine <laughs> um i was in a really low spot i didn't want to continue school i was only working a job that was like 20 hours a week, barely even wanted to go to that. Um, so I was currently in that when all this was happening. And then at the end of 2017, right for the new year is when um, we had split. Um, the changes in my life since then, I ended up getting my associate's degree. I ended up finding a job that I've been at for three years that I absolutely love and adore and don't ever want to leave. Um, that's my main job, my tame salon job. I've started... I think three businesses since then. I have my styling business, my fitness business, which is training and athleisure. Um, what else? Um, I'll speak kind of like what Brandy said. Now I'm in like one of the best relationships I've ever been. And it's been very awakening because um, the person I'm with now, which is the one you hear me talking about, obviously Dion, he's, made me think a lot more with my mental health than I ever have, which is a good thing. Um, I know I give backlash at times, but it's because I'm like, well, I thought I was fine, but I'm not. But it's nice to have someone hold you accountable and hold you real. So mm-hmm. it's it's nice to have that. Um, literally best relationship I've ever been in. Like very, very grateful for him. Uh, my friendships, I've lost a lot of friends in a good way. Mm. Um, and I've met people that I've been closer with 
and shorter relationships than I have long time. Because the older you get, the more you value relationships and the more you see value in relationships and why you should or should not have them. Um, I bought a house. Um, like I said, I'm, oh, I got promoted to management. Um, that was, I think that was like four months ago, but got promoted to management. Um, started my athleisure line, which was a goal of mine for a long time. Um, a goal of mine was to buy my house. A goal of mine was to get my bachelor's, which is happening in like six months, which mm-hmm. is crazy to me because I've been in school for so long. Um, personal growth as far as me, I started therapy in January 2020. Yeah. So January 2022 will be two years of me going to therapy. It taught me a lot about myself. Um, but now having a partner is teaching me more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've learned to like stop taking things so personal, um, kind of like Brandy being less judgmental because I stopped taking things personal and realizing that you judging somebody and you may be in their same shoes soon. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's pretty much it. Um, I um, found it. What is it? What date? We announced that you were starting in November of 2019. So she must have came on earlier in 2019. 2019 November 2019 is when you I'm trying to find the exact Damn, show. so that's like two years. Yeah. Because it says, we would like you all to welcome our new host, a.k.a. the fourth member. She will be joining us starting in November. Oh, my God, guys. I literally just seen the... Here it is. And okay. you were a guest in January. Yep. 20, yes. January 2019, you came on. That's when I fell in love with you, Kim. My God, stop, Brandy. <laughs> and here we are in our two-year relationship, and I love it here. Damn it. Oh, my God, guys. Yeah. That's crazy. I know. Yeah. Two fucking years. Wow. Yeah. We have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. Hmm. Yep. Damn. Single moms doing our thing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, we've made a lot of growth. Like, this is really, really crazy. Yeah. Aww. I'm proud of us. Me too. Um, I didn't really speak on Did I speak on friendships? No. Who gives a fuck? I gained a lot of friends and I lost some. Period. Surprisingly, I haven't lost any friends, but I have gained a lot of new friends. Shout out to them. Navigating friendships as an adult is very tricky. Mm-hmm. I think I said that before, but very tricky. Um, but I I'm just... thankful. I really want to make new friends, but I'm like, I need to hang out with the ones that I have more. I'm cool on that. I'm cool. Yeah. And goals as far as the podcast, like, I think that I do appreciate the fact that, like, it's more we record now when we feel called to record. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we went. Don't force it. Yeah. We went, what, two, the first two years straight every week. And. It was tiring, and I think that, like, it caused us to do a lot of back and forth if somebody couldn't, mm-hmm. you know, commit to a certain day or different things like that. So, like, I like now that, like, we just refill, we feel called to record when we have good things to talk about and then mm-hmm. um, not being, like, as critical um, of our episodes. We, like, I still won't go back and listen to the first episode. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that shit's cringy. <laughs> um. But yeah, I just, you know, I want us to continue to put out good conversation mm-hmm. and be able to engage with people um, and, you know, hopefully 
incorporate the video element at some point that we've been trying to do for <laughs> four years. Yeah. Um, but I feel like now that I'm thinking about it, there is so much that we want to accomplish, but it's like just not forcing it because I don't yeah. want it to be crappy or half-assed. Like, yeah. It'll come at the right time. Yeah. I mean, we do need to put a little fire under our ass, but anyway. <laughs> but just thinking about it now, I'm just like, damn, like, we're doing what works for us in this moment. Yeah. And we're happy doing it. And that's all that matters. Yeah. And we literally haven't <clears throat> lost any listens. Like, I'm surprised that we still get as many listens as we do because yeah. we take so much time in between recording. But I think, you know, people still enjoy what we have to say so i'm mm -hmm. thankful to the listeners for that yeah um the last one says how to start a podcast dm me yes brandy has a whole business she can get you <laughs> set up she can get you right so i ain't giving out no secrets you can dm me i do free consultations and then you know yeah. i go over pricing she do it all so hear her up i will say it's it's not as hard as you think, but it also is not as easy, easy as, as you think. think. That's a word. Lord. That's so a word. Just start with writing down your goals, the things you want to accomplish, you know, your mission and why you're doing this and what people can gain from you. And yeah. Yep. So that's all we have for today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in. We really love and appreciate you guys. For listening and being supportive and loyal again follow us if you're not already our twitter is take control pod and our instagram is take control podcast if you have any questions or want to share a story or be a guest you can email us at take at gmail.com bye bye, bye.